Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks and good tuesday afternoon welcome into sports lounge live this is show number 257 and it is august the 15th on a tuesday uh, beautiful weather in the upper Midwest. I know it's not so beautiful elsewhere, but it's in the like the upper 70s here. So we can't complain about that this time of year. Normally we're about mm, 15 degrees warmer than this. So we'll take it. But you guys did not tune in to hear about that. You want to hear about all the sports stuff going on. And uh, Chris, why don't you tell them what they might hear about? Yeah, if you, if you did tune in to hear about that, you can go to the Weather Channel now. Yes. All right, so we got, uh, we got NASCAR, a little bit of that, a little bit of golf. We always try to get them in a little bit at the top of the show. Then we have baseball, of course, and we have uh, college sports. Sean is going to run down uh, some of the where where teams are are going to go and you know be in the in the next year. We've talked a lot about the twenty four twenty five season, but there will be a twenty three twenty four. So who's going to be moving for that season and what where might they be on TV? So we'll do that as part of our college. A few other college items: NFL, NBA, only one NBA story, and the NHL. We're going to try to catch up on some of that. <clears throat> Michael McDowell won the uh, Brickyard two hundred. He likes that track. This was a it's a road course race in. The, the, you know, in, in Indianapolis. He's now in the playoffs because he won a race. He's 38 years old. He's from Arizona. He won the 2021 Daytona 500, so he likes to race in Indianapolis. Uh, oh, no, it's a Daytona. I'm sorry. I'm mixing up my big races, Daytona and Indianapolis. But he likes those big tracks. That's what I guess I should say. Lucas Glover won the FedEx uh, St. Jude in Memphis. The second straight win for him. And he's uh, he's 43 years old, so he's having a late charge. He beat he Patrick. He did in the playoffs, too. He did. He beat Patrick Candley in the playoff. And so he could now make the Ryder Cup, and he's in the FedEx finale. So there you go. So that's uh, good for him. And uh, so they're, they're coming down the stretch in golf, coming down the stretch, of course, in baseball. We've got about six and a half weeks to go. So in baseball, last Wednesday on the 9th of August, we had Michael Lorenzen uh, pitch a no-hitter for the Phillies. Uh, and Rob, Rob Thompson allowed him to throw 124 pitches. Good for him. And, you know, why not? And uh, the thing is, it turns out, and I didn't know this because, you know, not being a National League fan, the Phillies have a six-man rotation. Uh, so this works for them. You know, other teams, uh, where the Red Sox had openers earlier, Giants have three openers. Heard about this on the uh, on the thing that we get over the weekends from KNBR with uh, um, uh, Jen- uh, with Bruce Jenkins and so forth. And the Phillies have six starters, so you can do that if you have enough starters to do that with. Uh, so the uh, Lorenzen recently acquired from the Tigers, of course, 
And Washington, who he no hit, hadn't been uh, no hit since they were Montreal in 1999. That franchise, Philadelphia so beat him seven to nothing. Was the second Philly? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. The first Philly since Cole Hamels to um, in uh, 725-15, and the first at Citizens uh, Bank Park since uh, Roy Halladay against the Reds in, uh, in 2010 during the postseason. Uh, and the, it was the, uh, 14th for Philadelphia all time. So there you go. Another thing happened this week. We lost Jim Price. He died at 81 years old, the color man for the Tigers. I don't, he never did any play by play. Did he Perry? Well, I think the answer to that is no, Chris. I think it is. I think so, it is. I never well, heard well, I'm sorry. What was the question, Chris? I just asked if Jim Price ever did any play by play. He did way. Maybe one or two innings, not much. Okay. He went back a long time with that crew because he worked with Ernie, Ernie Harwell before he left. He uh, certainly You know, when did. Ernie came back. So he was the Dan Dickerson and Ernie in the early 2000s. He was the backup catcher to Bill Freehand and a, a good hitter. And uh, and he seemed like a nice guy. Everybody says a long time uh, uh, battle with cancer. Uh, and he was apparently the right, right-hand right man to Mike Illich when he was uh, owning the, uh, the Orioles. So... Anyway, and uh, Tigers. Tigers. Oh, Tigers. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was looking at the name (laughs) Kevin Brown. So I said Orioles and the Orioles were in the news again. Uh, Just the follow up. Kevin Brown did come back to play uh, to uh, announce again when they went to Seattle on Friday. But they were embarrassed on Tuesday because everybody in Baltimore was yelling free Kevin Brown, free Kevin Brown all throughout the game. And it was really an embarrassing game. They were ahead going into the ninth inning, and they they lost to the Astros. So uh, it was like, oh my God, what a terrible night for the Orioles' ownership. But uh, he is back. So and he says he's a loyal, still loyal to the uh, to the Orioles. And what's he supposed to say? You know? Yeah, that of course yeah. that's what he's going to say. So maybe he'll go. Somewhere next year, when a new team gets him. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nestor Cortez is shut down for the rest of the year uh, for the Yankees for the shoulder injury. He'd been out, had the one start, and gone for the rest of the year. I think he only had the one start. So uh, not good for the Yankees. And they've already and Domingo Herman, I heard, also is on alcohol rehab So uh, right now. So uh, and then they on for the rest of the year, too. Last night they were ahead of the Braves, one nothing, and the top of the first lost eleven to three. Well, everybody gets killed by the Braves, but uh, although the Red Sox did win three out of four against the Braves, but still, you know, the Yankees are just starting to fade away. Um, and I've uh, got a little nugget uh, the other day when uh, Kansas City was here. Bobby Witt's the first player ever to have twenty homers and thirty or more steals. Uh, or and uh, you know steals or homers in his first two years. Now we talked about the twenty and thirty-five for the first year, but those guys didn't do it again the next year. So he's the first player in history to do twenty homers and thirty steals uh, or more in their first two years, and that's going to happen more because now we've got more steals, and a lot of the guys who can steal also have power. So uh, we're going to going to be seeing that. And then uh, they were talking on the uh, that uh, thing that we were talking about with uh, uh, Bruce Jenkins about Shohei Otani and where he might go. Uh, and San Francisco, they, they didn't think he'd go there because they don't have enough hitting. He, he would like to stay on the West Coast. So I would think the primary candidate, if that's the case, and of course people say what they say and then they sign where they sign, right. I would think the, Dodger, the Dodgers, maybe Seattle or San Diego you know, would be the ones. I, I was about. hearing, Chris, the Dodgers, the Mariners, or the Giants because the Giants want so badly 
to give out money and to give out, to get a big name player, they might be mm-hmm. they may be the one team that would be willing to go way far and above what anybody else might. Right. I think they they weren't questioning the Giants of wanting to pay. They were thinking that the hitting is so bad that why would if he wants to be in a postseason team, you know, Seattle's got a lot of young pitching. The Dodgers are the Dodgers and uh, so forth, and San Diego is certainly willing to spend money, too. So that was just a, but it doesn't, you know, you could be right. I mean, I was saying the Yankees are Mets, and then the Giants came in and almost got Aaron Judge. Yeah, so and, then, right. and then I heard a rumor the other day the Cubs might be a player, but if he wants to stay on the West Coast, he clearly isn't going there either unless no, they go high not. and above. And I don't know if you remember this, Chris, during the Aaron Judge negotiations, San Diego actually came in with a higher offer. They did. And, yeah. So. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we got another star with a problem here. We don't know how big a problem yet, but it's a developing situation. Wando Franco, the shortstop of Tampa Bay, uh, he didn't, didn't travel to the West Coast with them this year. He had social media posts that implied that he had some kind of involvement with a, restri- uh, with a 14-year-old girl. So he's on the restricted list at least up until the, the 22nd of August, but that can be extended that if they find out there's anything yep. to it. Yes. So, and just a, and just a reminder, Chris, as we always do when this happens. I mean, he's clearly we know he is until they prove something. He's innocent until you right. know. We, but this I, is like, that's the that's the one thing that, and I kind of like when they do this because then you can investigate without. But in a way, it's like ooh, something's out there, and you know, what if they come back with nothing? I mean, there are going to be those who yeah. will say, well, you know what, he probably did it anyway and got away with it. So. Well, it is very yep. rare nowadays with the thoroughness of social media and the availability of this, yep. these records that it comes back that way. That is I mean, true. it, all, it all started out that way with, uh, what was who was the Dodger pitcher who's gone now? It all started this way with him, too, with the women. Oh, uh, Trevor um, Bauer. Trevor Bauer, yeah. 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 It started, it just, it, you know, it's the same as a hurricane forming in the Caribbean. You know, it starts, what's it going to yep. be? But n- most yeah. of the time, yep. they were giving away <laughs> a snapback hat, whatever a snapback hat is, for Wander Franco on Sunday, and he didn't play because this was the first day it became available to, to, to the uh, race that he was, uh, you know, and it, uh, it has not perhaps an issue. He signed an 11-year, 100 82 million dollar contract in uh, November of 2021. So this is a lot of money that, well, if the, if it turns into a Trevor Brower, they'll be out from under. But it's, he's a guy with a lot of potential. He's he's a cornerstone. You know, he's a yeah. very good player. He's been having a good year. So so anyway, we'll and the, Ra- and the Rays they- and the Rays need him. I mean, in all honesty, they are yes, they for la- for lack of a better word, they are scuffling right now. Yeah. They are, and they also lost Shane McClanahan recently for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, Shane McClanahan is done, we think. Yeah. And I also read today in the Globe, Chris, just, just to tie up this story, he's from the Dominican Republic, and the Dominican Republic is also opening an investigation on him because of this issue. So. Yeah. yeah, well, that's, there you go. Hugh Darvish is now the all has passed to Deonomo for the career strikeout lead for our Japanese-born pitchers. He's got 1,919 strikeouts. And, of course, the wild card race continues. Uh, Seattle had won, like, about eight in a row, but they, they've lost a, a couple. Boy, they lost a weird one last night. I don't know if you guys heard that game with Kansas City, but they were behind five to nothing. They got they got four in the eighth to make it five, four, got two in the ninth to go at six to five. Then the Royals got two in the bottom of the ninth to beat them. And, so the, and, they were being, a, and the Mariners were being no hit through six innings. They were, yeah. yeah they and were. The, the game-winning hit uh, came on a squeeze. 
That's right. <laughs> so, you know, the Mariners, uh, but they they thrust themselves. They beat the teams. They beat the Red Sox. They beat the, the Padres. They beat the Angels to get up in this position. They were beating contenders. They lost two out of three to the Orioles, and now they've lost this game. So it doesn't mean they can't turn it around. But right now in the American League for the third wild card, Tampa Bay and Houston have it just real cliff notes kind of thing. Uh, the third wild card, Toronto, leads Seattle by two, and the Red Sox by three. Yankees and Angels are kind of falling further back. So we'll see how that all comes out the next few weeks. And uh, any more baseball notes that people want to cover before we move on to college? Well, sports? and I suppose if you want to talk about the <clears throat> the wild card race, the National League one yeah, is just sure. as tight. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Cubs. And where all, we, where do we stand on that? The, I know the Phillies lead. Uh, Giants are second. And yep. then uh, and the Marlins then, are third. The Marlins are, they are right third. Now? And I, I think the Cubs, Cubs are like a half together. game back and something like that. Yeah. So the Cubs, the Reds, the Marlins. Part of the reason that that, that is so tight, though, is – most of these teams, you know, have just, they've not played terrible. The Cubs have played themselves back in, and, and to credit to them, they have. Right. And the Cubs have a good week this week if they really want to make some hay. They have two with the White Sox today and tomorrow, three with the Royals over the weekend, and those are at home. And then they play the Tigers. Well, as you can tell us, Chris, the Tigers can be a scrappy bunch. They are. They are. Yep. Red Sox got two out of three this weekend, but it wasn't easy. So, uh, yeah, that's right. And and the Red Sox are playing Washington uh, now, and they're going there, and then they're going to the Yankees. Then they are finally going to play Houston. They haven't played them all year going to Houston. So And the, yeah. and the Brewers, uh, consequently, when I, tell you, when I say the Cubs play the White Sox, the Royals, and the Tigers the next three series, is, I don't know who the third series is, but the Brewers have the Dodgers and the Rangers this week, so that is much tougher. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, also, uh, Angel Hernandez lost his loss. He did. Okay, so what was his lawsuit? Uh, he was suing uh, eight, with eight. his discrimination and all that. Eight oh, that. Discrimination and all that, you know. Oh, okay. All right. But as we as we know, uh, Angel is everybody's favorite umpire. Oh, absolutely. We <laughs> talked about that last week. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh, any more baseball before we move to college football, which is getting closer by the minute? No, I think uh, that covers the baseball. Okay. 11 days away. Because right, right. 26. We got games on the 26th, yeah, the zero-week game, and Notre Dame and Navy over in Ireland opens up. Now, technically, Sean, the way they're going to do it this year uh, is they're saying that Mm -hmm. the 26th through the, what is it, the 3rd or the 4th, they're just calling that instead of zero, they're just calling all of that kickoff. Week one. Yeah, they're just calling it kickoff week is what they're calling it. Okay. Yeah, All right. so even though those games on 26 are not zero. But, yeah, Notre so Dame and the, Navy in, in Ireland, yeah. Yeah, so the 23-24 college football season, the new Big 12 teams uh, are Houston, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and BYU. Yeah. And then the, the new AAC teams are uh, UTSA, North Texas, Rice, and Alabama-Birmingham. And Florida and Atlantic and Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm sorry, Florida. Charlotte, uh, Atlanta, uh, Florida Atlantic and Charlotte. Yep, yep. And Conference USA, we have Liberty, New Mexico State, Jacksonville State, uh, Sam Houston State, and uh, Jacksonville State and Sam Houston State are coming right up from, uh, uh, what is it, FCS to FCS. FBS. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and none of the others are getting new. Nobody else is getting new this year, like I said. And, yeah, they're all – so this year the Big Ten is staying the same. The Pac-12 is still a 12 for one more year. The SEC is still going to be a 14. The ACC is still going to be 14 and a half. 
Yeah. <laughs> ACC's yeah, still going to be 14 and a half. The uh, Sun Belt, they added their teams last year, so they're staying the same. But TV deal, well, one in particular changes because the Big Ten, the Big Ten this year is going to be on CBS, NBC and Peacock, Fox, FS1, and the Big Ten Network. So, like, they're going to do that. And then the SEC this year, CBS is last year, they have that 330 Eastern game, and then the rest of the games are on ESPN. ACC is the ABC ESPN family network, and Big 12 is the ABC ESPN networks and Fox and Fox Sports 1. Pac-12, same thing, the ABC Fox groups, uh, ESPN Fox groups, same, you know, for one more year. And the AAC is also the ESPN, is just the ESPN family of network. The Sun Belt is also the ESPN family of networks, including ESPN Plus for those games. So all their games that aren't on any of the ESPN regular networks are on ESPN Plus. The MAC is ESPN uh, family networks. The Conference USA is CBS Sports Network. And uh, Mountain West is CBS, CBS Sports Network, Fox, and FS1. That's They still have a ways on their deal also, and they're, they're doing pretty good. But that, that pretty much tells you, where everybody is this year and, and who's it, going where. So. From what I was hearing, it sounds like what the big, what CBS and the Big Ten are going to do this year. I know Fox has a, a big noon game or, you know, whatever they want to call it. Yeah. That could that can vary a little bit. And when it does, you know, it's not a Big Ten, um, yeah. they may have a noon game, noon Eastern but, game on CBS, or they'll have it later in the day after the, yeah, AC, because, you know, after but, the SEC. Yeah, because, like, yeah, because this is Fox's year, I believe, to have Texas Oklahoma, so that'll be the noon game. Probably, more, yeah, it's pretty much so. Probably then CBS will be a new, be, be the noon game, or what CBS would also do if there's a big SEC game that they want to put at night, they'll put the Big Ten game in that three thirty slot where it'll be next year. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, but, and just, just so that people remember, Chris, so that the people are not confused, the big changes that we covered a week ago, those do not happen until next year. So this year, yes. this year, your teams, other than what we gave you, your teams are pretty much what they were. Um, so last year. The, yeah. next year, next year, you'll have to pay attention a little bit more. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, we'll do around this time next year. We'll go back over it because uh, you know it'll be, and then by that time we may. Uh, well, we'll do basketball. Basketball time because the basketball may not all be the same as the football. We don't. A lot of them will be, but we may have some differences because those aren't. That isn't totally ironed out. I don't think because there's a lot of those sports that maybe don't want to travel as much. So we might have some other uh, things that happen. So ACC still talking about adding Cal and Stanford and but also talking about adding SMU which would be another big uh, market you know because they, they and have Tulane the area yep, and, and Tulane, and Tulane and too okay yeah I've heard, okay. yeah, I've heard Tulane. Now, the big thing on that, all right, with Cal and Stanford, Florida State and the North Carolina schools and Clemson were opposed to it, but Florida, and Florida State, of course, has also had their issue with talking about leaving the ACC, but they only have, according to Chip Brown, the Horns 24-7, they only have one more meeting left uh, this month, a Regents meeting, and the, the, board, and the talk of 
Florida State getting out of the ACC is not on the agenda there. Notre Dame is pushing Cal and Stanford coming in because they want to be in a conference that's coast-to-coast because Notre Dame likes to go out west and they want to have recruiting thing. And so this may, if they work something out, it may actually push Notre Dame into going fully into the ACC. Now the problem is, like I said, they have that grant of rights all the way through 2037 but if they could work out a deal where Notre Dame would join the ACC, but they would not get ESPN money, they would get their own NBC money. And what I've heard proposed is if ESPN would be okay with with the with Notre Dame and the ACC allowing NBC maybe to pick up those other five or six games that are not on Notre Dame week, and they could get extra money off that. And it would, but ABC, ESPN would get first pick on games obviously but they could supplement some of that so that might that might be an option one other thing that's with Notre, speculation that's a rumor yeah one other thing with notre dame they do have a new athletic director coming in next year so i suppose it's possible yeah. they may want to hold off until you know some of that gets and, into place too we'll now watch. he he is he is working under Swarbrick right now. He's working kind of like an assistant to kind of learn the job. So he so basically it's his. From what I understand, they had somebody from Notre Dame on one of our local stations yesterday because they're doing a Horn Top Twenty, and he said Swarbrick still has Swarbrick or how you know I always mess up his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Old yes. Jack, old Jack, old Jack. He he's there, but he's kind of guiding the other guy, but the other guy's in on the new guy whose name escapes me is in on all the decisions. So, okay. Well, Greg Sankey has been around for a while and he says he's happy. He's got his 16 teams and he's happy with them and he doesn't uh, mm-hmm. foresee any, any changes for the SEC. So, well, and, and but you, know, but you might, you know what, here's the thing. He says that now if right. the right things would happen, that sure. would change tomorrow. But he's like, got the he most does. coherent league when you think about, you know, That's yes, well, the yeah. ACC is pretty much now, too. And, but if you bring in Cal and Stanford and, and all that, you know, it makes it more, more crazy like the Big Ten. And, and he but, does not want he does not want Florida State. Or the SEC does not want no, Florida don't. doesn't want Florida State. Now, they would, I think they would consider North Carolina. But even like the Big 12, usually the Big 12, for the most part, well, I was going to say they almost connect, except when you go to Cincinnati, West Virginia, and Florida. But the rest of them, it all kind of, you know, they almost all run into each other. I mean, you take a little jaunt through New Mexico and a little bit of Missouri and Iowa, but they're they're a lot closer. So they sort of make sense, except for going to Morgantown and over to Orlando and all that. But, you know, but yeah. So now with all this, of course, the playoff deals are, are what they are. But people are moving around and everything, so I think they're going to have to revisit them. And you said Chip Kelly had some ideas about this, about playoffs. Well, well, Chip Kelly had an idea of making it all one big conference. The the top 64 or 72 teams, whatever you do, they would all just merge into one conference. And his, and then you take the top 12 teams. And then the you know you you like the division winners and then some other people divide break them into divisions and you take them all throw them into one one playoff that way and then have all the networks pick games the way they do NFL and that could work and then they do the same with the group of five let them be their own uh, deal work out deals with CBS Sports Network and Fox Sports One let them let them be all one conference and he said that would be for football only then they could all go to whatever conferences they want to for the other sports. Now, Greg Sankey also talked about this. He said we may have to revisit on, because he likes the 12-team playoffs, but 
they may have to revisit, okay, how they're going to do this with the, uh, now that there's only going to be four power conferences, because right now under the new deal, your top six at large, uh, your top six conference winners make the playoff automatically, and your top four highest ranked, they get the first round bid. So he may do that where the power conferences get the, get the bid, and then we take the top two, uh, other conferences, that's what he's looking at. But he said we may have to revisit, but he goes, he likes the 12-team concept. But, but yeah, Chip Kelly had this idea. Was, and I will guarantee you, Greg's, it may, it's interesting, yes, but Greg Sankey ain't going to like that idea because no. that would hurt no. the SEC in some ways. So I don't think he, I don't think he would like, you know, the big, the big if, conference. I think he's okay the way he is. If he's made the commissioner of this whole thing, of the College Football Alliance or okay, whatever they okay, call it, they, okay. I think he might well, like word it. it that way, then he might be okay with it. That's the only way I think he likes it, because he likes, because the SEC, as you say, has been the most stable. The SEC yeah. and and the Big 12 with Brent Yormark coming in, cleaning up some of Bob Bolsby's mess, which is nowhere near what Larry Scott made when Kleofkoff had. I don't know if Yormark would. He might have been able to come in and clean up Larry Scott's mess, but who knows on that one. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, for history, for history, the ACC and, and, the, and the SEC have had the most stability, and then the Big Ken's adding. They're, they've had successes. They're getting teams. That's okay. But yeah, the Pac-12 is dying, and the Big 12 has been down, and it's back coming back up. But yeah, so yeah. if you're the SEC and the ACC, and you're relatively close in geography, you know, you kind of like where you are. So the those conferences, yeah. the ones the ones that now, are more spread out, might like that kind of a system. Now, now a lot of the Big Ten, is, hold on, Sean, just one second. A lot of the Big Ten athletic directors still don't exactly love the idea of basically being coast to coast because they, they yeah. say that's a lot of traveling in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is for football, fact, but it's only a day or two. But it's the sports when you when you're uh, you know uh, have to come east and you're going to be going to Rutgers and Maryland and and Penn State for a week and a half or something like that. That's yeah. that's a lot on a team. Or two, they do it like they probably do a one week there and then one week at home or something. Some of those others, but yeah, still it is a lot of travel. And the Pac-12 was basically the Southwest Conference in 1993. It's the easiest way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Where no one knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, any more uh, college uh, stuff we need to do? Uh, just one more local note. We covered the Texas thing the, a few weeks ago when their broadcast rights changed. Uh, Northern Iowa's broadcast rights have changed. Um, they are going from KXEL, as we all know, they've been with since like 2000. And they are now going to Koloff Media. So the flagship station will now be uh, KCVM. Um for them so we'll see what that means for streaming or anything like that but um i don't think this is as good of a deal as you had with kxel because kxel we know has a booming signal yeah whereas this station i was talking to somebody who lives 35 miles away from peter falls and she said she can on a good day she can hear 93.5 the mix but not on most days so the, i yeah. think what happened was it happened so late in the the deal fell apart so late in the game they kind of had to take what they could get yep yeah yeah and it depends too how long it is you know sometimes you it's, get a it's shorter a three, deal it's a three-year deal yeah so that's not long yeah, so yeah. that you know if it doesn't work they can they can revisit it and come back uh, and the, you know, where, or now the, broadca- the broadcasters will remain the same you know you'll hear the same person you know the play-by-play is still jw cox scott peterson is still your football analyst so you you should be fine there 
<laughs> All right. So, any more uh, college before we go to the NFL? Let's go to the NFL. No. And we actually right. have NFL games and such to talk about. We yeah. did. We did. They weren't. I really didn't even pay much attention to the Patriots game. I mean, I was doing a couple other things, and I just like, who's playing? You know, I mean, I listened mm-hmm. to like 20 minutes of it, and I said, I'm going to listen to the Red Sox. That's more important right now. Because, hey, if you're playing the starters sure. and you can see here them for a quarter or a half, then it's worth it. Then you might want to tune out. No one was playing, and I just no, said, no. I, you know, a lot that's of t- a lot of where I do work. really didn't play anybody. So no. They're going to we this too. week. We too. Yeah, this is a big dress week. rehearsal. Yep. And, and now, three is actually better than it used to be because three, they don't want people not playing for two for three weeks. So three can be better than it was. It used to be that the, the game you, you ignored was game four on Labor Day weekend when nobody played and, you know, that was just a silly game. That game's gone now. So two and three are the ones. And they also, this is the week for everybody, or I imagine most everybody's got a partner. Uh, the Patriots are in Green Bay right now. The Ra- Raiders are in Los Angeles to do the Rams. And so everybody's got a partner for a uh, joint practices, and and that yeah. makes the games good because they've been banging each other for three or four days, you know. So then they get into these games and lined up against each other again. So that can make for, uh, you know, kind of cool games. Patriots the next week go to Tennessee. So I imagine everybody else is going to change partners and go somewhere else uh, the next week. Now, so. now the one thing I will tell you, kind of the highlight of the weekend, and there were a few, but um, I was talking to. Don's uh, stepdad yesterday when they went to the fair and he was saying and and I watched a little bit of it that he thought Jordan Love looked okay with the Packers but also he said bear in mind that you weren't seeing the Bengals number one defense so he said take it with a grain of salt that he looked good Dick if you want to unmute we would be able to to talk to you now Mm -hmm. yeah there he is. Hey, there he is. There he is. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dick, how about, the, how about the Bears uh, at MVP? I'm not real pleased. We're you know, up in our camp up in Horicon. barely comes in. I'm not real uh, thrilled about that. <laughs> uh, this guy, Steve, uh, David Silverman. No, no, Steve Silverman. Mark, uh, Mark Silverman? Mark, thank you. <laughs> um, he's going to be doing a lot of the color, I guess. Um after the show, at least we're only going to be on two hours beforehand instead of three. I think three was way over the top. Um, I didn't lose the much of it. I understand that uh, Fields did okay. And they're <laughs> taking and they're taking calls at halftime. Halftime right, seems a little. That seems a little that's, short that's to take weird. calls. Yeah. Well, I don't think they will during the season. I think they'll want to do a couple highlights and give some scores. I mean, you can't not give scores at halftime. I don't think that doesn't make sense. Well, no, the, uh, the, the, the Tribune, I read, uh, it seems they were talking about doing that in the season, but who knows, that could change. Um, yeah. A couple of things real quick. Um, only XM for uh, NFL again this year? Now, Bill, you'll have to come in and help unless you've heard something that I haven't. I think that's true. Would you well, agree, Bill? No, I wouldn't agree. Because okay. I think I read something last night about local coverage on NFL games on uh, TuneIn, but I can't prove it. They said hometown broadcast, so I am thinking that's... I suppose, Dick, what I would tell you, Bill and I will try to look some of it up, and we'll try to talk about If we don't remember it next week, come in and and ask us again next week. I will do this. Additionally... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing, Dick, just quickly, traditionally the tune-in thing never gets settled till the absolute That's last true. minute. <laughs> yep. <All> right. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Dick. Lastly, 
What's going on? What happened with that Baltimore announcer? I, you know, I, we were off he, uh, way last week. He basically, what, basic. He didn't. He really didn't say anything. He was, in all no. honesty, Dick. He was complimentary to the Orioles and got suspended for it. And he was saying that they won a lot more games at Tampa Bay already right. this year than they had in the last three. So in other words, he's saying, "Hey, this team's a lot better than it used to be." And he got, and the whole TV crew put the graphic up that he was reading from. Everybody signed off on it. Everybody said, hey, this is cool. And they put it up there. He was the only one suspended by the stupid Angelos, you know, uh, I forget what his first name, Johnny. John. John. And, and remember, you know, we covered this ridiculous. last week. We covered this last week, Dick, a little bit. But remember, John Angelos is threatening to go to Nashville from Baltimore because his lease is up and he's trying to milk. You know, more money out of out of the lease. So, yeah. this guy, this guy's probably the worst owner in baseball, or one of them anyway. Robert, uh, the second Robert, worst. Might, He's the second Robert worst. might disagree with that, but yeah, I, I think John. I think uh, if you're named John, you're not a good baseball. No, player. not it's, it's John yeah. Henry's okay. John Henry. <laughs> anyway, okay. All right, Dick. Okay. Hey, all right. All right. So. For the uh, NFL, we had a couple of things uh, later, and then we'll get to some other stuff. Uh, Dalvin Cook is one year for the Jets for uh, $8.6 million. So he's going to be with the Jets this year and yep. uh, see what he can do, help them to the promised land. Anthony Richardson will start for the Colts uh, next week. Or, well, not next week, for the season. You know, he yeah. probably will stay one, technically. But, but what, day what one. You th- hold on, what do you think of that one, Bill? Well, how long does that last in Indianapolis? Um, <laughs> but, you know, they he might play two or three games and they'll bench him. But he had a shaky start in Buffalo and then got better as time went along. So there's a little hope there, but don't count on a a lot out of him the first year or maybe even yeah two and i'm not even sure about that but we'll just have to wait and see if you don't have receivers for him to throw to or an offensive line it doesn't make a whole lot of difference that's right how much talent well, you got yeah and it's like he, trevor, trevor lawrence he uh had a really bad first almost year almost a year and a half we had over meyer you know, he, uh, you know, yeah. He, yeah well, he did. But my point is, you know, if you, like Bill said, if you don't have the offensive line and receivers, I mean, so you can do it with a, with a rookie quarterback, and and they can be okay, but they can get killed too. So you know, and I heard, I heard he's also this is in this will be the eighth starting quarterback in eight years for the Colts. I heard that correct. That's yep, right. That's, that's correct. true. And you got to remember who the owner is, and the general manager, and yeah, there's just uh, a lot of factors yeah. there. So, I mean. We'll see, and maybe it'll be a little more consistent. They can't even get their running back signed. And it's, I don't understand what's happened with running backs or why or what. But Bill, unfortunately, the, the, way, the way it looks, uh, because there's all kinds of problems around the NFL with the running backs, it's almost like the league, the league has devalued the running back position. Well, well, the statistics show that after about four years for a running back, they're not very good. And, and if you and give speaking them, of that, 
Jonathan Taylor. Their rookie contract, the, the problem is their rookie contract is like three years. So then they come up and it's time to renegotiate. And everybody else gets big money. Wide receiver, oh, we'll, we'll give them a five-year or whatever. They're not going to give a running back like a five-year anything. So here's Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook, who have been mainstays for their teams over the last three or four years, just got one-year one year deals this, the, the, today yep, and yep, yesterday. Yep. You know, so I yeah, think like Jonathan Taylor came back. He yep. came back. Oh, yeah, the yesterday, but who knows what's going to happen? Right. Well, he did. I don't even think okay. he went to practice today. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so he's off to a flying start. So we we will see yeah. what happens. But I think that story's they're going to have to compromise. I well, any place but yeah. Indy might compromise. Mm-hmm. I don't know about there. So. So we had some news yeah. about the NFL Plus uh, price structure, I guess, Perry and Sean. You guys can talk about that. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, okay, yeah, the NFL Plus price structure, it's for regular NFL Plus, six ninety nine a month. And what that gives you, that gives you the all your local and your, your prime, all the primetime games, all of your local in-market NFL, plus the NFL network. But then for fourteen ninety nine, you get NFL Red Zone. And this is fourteen ninety nine a month. Or the six ninety nine a month is fifty dollars for the whole season, but the fourteen ninety nine a month is for a hundred dollars for the whole season. And this is only on your mobile phone. This is not on a smart TV or anything. Right. This is on a mo- this is only a mobile app. Or, or it com- gives you it's like, also on your computer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is on your computer, but it gives you uh, uh, all that plus the red zone. But it also will give you in-game highlights of all our. It'll give you highlights of all the games about two hours after the games that were kind of. Uh, contracted kind of like an NFL film type deal. And so give me that. Plus each team is going to have its own pre and post game show just for NFL plus subscribers. And that's the 1499 a month deal. And if you, if you are uh, blind or, you know, visually impaired with, you know, whatever, and you need accessibility, that is not the most accessible thing you've ever had. That's what I I've could, heard. I could do it. I did a, a seven day trial last year. I could do it. But it took me like five minutes or so to even find the game I wanted. So if I have to take five minutes even to find the game, that's that's too, you know. Yeah. Ba- baseball is really good, and and I think the what happened with baseball, if I remember right, Chris, is didn't the blind organizations kind of go in? Yeah, and, yeah they did. The blind yeah, organizations needed they the blind they need to do this with the NFL. A- ACB did like a. a um... I don't know, a class action suit, I think, even. They, it went that far, but maybe it didn't go to the court. But, yeah, they, they were very upset, and then they made it clear, and it's been very good since then. Well, I, th- I, think, I think you guys, just one second, Bill, and I'll get you, but I think you guys, you know, that are in there, you might want to suggest they work on the NFL a little bit because the NFL – it, they're, it's not totally accessible. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, I just want to say, speaking of which, I did, because I wanted to support the efforts, I did sign up for a two-month pass or, I don't know, it cost me like 24 a month. But I get all the MLB channels, and it's very accessible. But I did come into a surprise. It is not available on YouTube TV, but I could get it on Prime or Prime Video. Yeah, but uh, you're talking about the you're talking about the uh, MLB TV package. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I figured. Well, I'm paying already paying twelve or f- whatever it costs a month for the package that I'm paying for now for MLB. 
So I just decided so. But it's different. So we'll see. That will also, Bill, with the MLB TV package, yeah. you can also listen to audio broadcasts with that, too. Yeah. So yeah. Hey. Now, for those that have DirecTV, remember, they do not have NFL Sunday tickets this year. But if you have their sport package, you will be able to get NFL Red Zone. So, Correct. And uh, the, the channel will not be available <clears throat> during the week. It will only be available on Sundays. And so keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, they play uh, cheesy music during the week, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> DirecTV Direct just shuts it off during the week. They don't even have anything up there. But it will be channel 211 if you're on DirecTV this year. So Mike Kosicki of the Patriots, tight end, got injured, uh, separated shoulder, but I think, and they think that he may be back for uh, the beginning of the season. But we'll see. And we mentioned Ezekiel Elliott signing. That was one year for six to. I've heard six million here. I heard six point five from NFL Network, but six, anyway, six million. Six million is what I heard. Six million. That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard six million uh, here too. Zach Martin is offensive lineman for Dallas. And he re-signed for a two-year deal, $18 million per year for him. Now, look how much an offensive yeah. lineman's getting paid as opposed to a running back. That's there you true. go. He wanted, they wanted to offer him $13.5 million, and they gave him just over $18 million, so. And the reason yeah. linemen are getting paid like that is, you know, the league, it's a quarterback-driven league, yep. and they want those linemen to be covering those quarterbacks so they can. That's right. Yep. They do, and how many linemen, when we run down the Hall of Famers or whatever, and the offensive linemen, eight years, ten years, twelve years, fifteen-year career, you know, That's they're right. around. If if you get to be a good one and you get established, you know, the McKinglehoffs of the world, people of that yep. sort, you know, they're around for a long time. So there you yep. go. Uh, so now we got the story, but the story of the week <laughs> in the NFL was actually came up yesterday after all the games were over and it was way off the field. It's about Michael and, and believe Orr. it or not, believe it or not, Chris, we broke this story. If you don't listen to the Lunch Bunch on Monday, you might have missed this. We broke this story on the Lunch Bunch yesterday. Yes, we did. There you go. All right. Well, so, Sean, Sean why don't you – you've been uh, telling most of the story, and anybody can throw in where they want with Michael Orr and his family. Well, first of all, you remember the blind side, the movie The Blind Side that came out in November of 2009, Michael Orr's rookie year, which I have seen it. We actually went and saw it in the theater. Like that. Good, and good my movie. Wife, Very good movie. Yeah. My, wa- my wife liked it so much, she always wanted to watch Ravens games to see how Michael Orr was doing. So that shows how much of an effect it had. So, But Michael Orr is... And you know the story. The family raised him, and he, you know, he came. He was, you know, went to Ole Miss. Eventually, they made it to the Baltimore Ravens. The Tui family raised him, and they helped him get into college and everything. Well, uh, Michael Orr is saying, first of all, that they came out with the book written by Michael Lewis, the guy who wrote Moneyball, and he also, you know, they came out with the book, and then they came with an idea for a movie that. Apparently, the, he's claiming the family made uh, got two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars up front, and then two and a half, per, you know, two and a half percent off of all royalties of the movie. And he's saying he has not been paid anything. He did not start looking into this until after he retired because he was too busy trying to play football. He says what they did in two thousand five when he was still in high school, he was looking to go to Ole Miss. 
they signed a conservatorship. They had a conservatorship in the court, and they said it was. They, he said he was told it was the same as adoption, and a lot of this was to help with the NCA because the NCAA had questions because Sean Tui Senior is is on the Alumni Association or Board of Trustees, or he was some bigwig with Ole Miss. And uh, so he's saying all that, and he has not been paid. He says he's been on the outs with them. He said he found out in February he is not legally adopted but uh, by them. They're not. And, uh, he has it. Now, on his end, he has a, and I'm saying this to be afraid, he has a book that just came out. He's been on a book tour recently before this came out yesterday. And I even heard a clip of an interview last week, uh, or from last week from the Jim Rome show where he talked about he was not allowed to talk to the guy that played him in the movie and they portrayed him as a dumb kid, but he was already a high school all state and all American and you know, he could read and all that. So, but as we said, movies always portray people in bad lights. But Sean Tui Sr. came out yesterday after this and spoke out, and he said, no, we did the conservatorship to help with the NCAA. We did not get any money out of the book, out of the movie. We got 14000 from the book, which is kind of odd that the family did not get any money for using their story in the movie. That, But he got 14000 from Michael Lewis, which was divided up the five ways he said that uh michael Orr's biological mom was there and we did this because we found out that we couldn't legally adopt somebody over the age of 18 and that uh, according he said that's what our lawyer told us now their lawyer may have given them bad information because somebody because in the ten, state of tennessee you can legally adopt somebody over the age of 18 but he was the whole controversy was he was going to Ole Miss. Did they take him in just to get him to go to Ole Miss? And Hugh Freeze ended up. We all know about Hugh Freeze. Ended up on the staff at Ole Miss. He Hugh Freeze was his uh, high school coach. Now Tui says we haven't talked to him in a year. But then the son Sean Tui Jr. who played for Ole Miss says, well, Michael has a valid point. So I don't know. It all seems real weird to me. I, th- I think Michael I, I th- in fact, Michael Orr is going to do okay. I think he's going to win this lawsuit. I think that uh, especially if the lawyer, then the lawyer is, would be in trouble if you gave somebody bad advice, if they can prove him. And the lawyer may say, hey, we didn't, I didn't say that. So then it's he, well, he said, he said. And then, you know, but you, you know, this, this royalty situation and he didn't get anything and he, he was misled like that. And you, you, you've got, one of the things I was saying is when you go to foreign family court and I've had to do it a couple of times, if you go in and everybody's happy and everybody wants to agree to something, the judge is going to just do it. You know, he doesn't want to spend time or she doesn't want to spend time fooling around with people that aren't even arguing. If you come in with a reasonable settlement, unless they think somebody's getting ripped off, but there was no indication because this judge is hearing that we want to do a conservative, conservative, conservator thing, and everybody comes in jovial and happy, and they, well, okay, he knows what he wants to do that, and and they're doing it, and maybe a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, for it's for for the NCAA, and you're an old Miss fan, aren't you? Yeah, okay, good, sign off, we're good, yeah. off we go. So it and, it isn't like the judge has to bring up, hey, you, did you know you could adopt, be adopted in this state, you know? Yeah, and Tui, Tui did say, he said, oh, we offered to give him back to conservatorship, but what they also have to do, they have to prove, they have to show, and uh, it'll be easy to get, that the family was paid, has been paid 2.5% of the royalties. That's what they have to show, which I'm sure that's easy to find out. Right. Okay. Well, we will, we'll, so we'll watch see. that story, and if, if there are new developments, we'll keep you posted. But, but I'm, I guessing, saying... I'm guessing this came out now. We're right to guess. 
This yeah. probably came out now because when you write a book and you're trying to do a book yep. tour and yep. make money off your book, anything that, can help, anything that can help you make more money off your book. You oh, yeah, the book came out last month. The book came out last month. The lawsuit was filed yesterday. So yeah, but if, yeah, I, I think he's in. I think he's I in think good he's shape for this. If they can prove any of this, this is yep. uh, you know not going to go well for the family. Well, and the and the lawyers who gave them the advice, um, they the family should have notes and the lawyer should have notes. So I mean, if it yep. comes down to that, you just have the lawyer submit their notes, the family submit their notes, and then the judge would have to say, okay, this is who's right. telling me the truth. That's right. It doesn't what even mean the family was asking him about adoption. They may have just said, hey, we want to do a conservancy, and the lawyer just said, okay. And so if they didn't, uh, they. but then he's alleging, the father's alleging that he was told it was illegal to do that in Tennessee. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to fly if they didn't discuss it. Yeah. What was the or's agent, though, his rookie year when the movie came out? He's like, wait a minute. We should be getting some royalties off this. Where was that agent? Ask, why wouldn't he ask him the See, and, and why? And he would have had an NFL agent. Why did his NFL agent not tell him way before now? Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Why, yeah. why aren't we looking into this? You know, why, yeah. why did we yeah. wait this long to, to deal with it? That's why I well, say I think the book coming out had something to do with it. Yeah. Go ahead, Robert. Go ahead, Robert. I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder who his agent was because his agent needs to be asked some questions here. Because most yep. NFL agents and even baseball agents, basketball agents, and even hockey, they're all. Or, or, any, or any other agents you might, even media agents. Yeah. 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 Usually they look at your whole life. Bob Wolf was famous for that. The, the the famous sports agent that you know started one of the first sports agents. You know, I'm not going to sign you unless you're putting X amount of money away and you know different things like that. So yeah. Like okay. So we had one NBA note that we can cover. Speaking James of drama. Hart. Huh? Yeah, James Hart. Speaking He's of drama. Drama drama king. And Adrian Wojnarowski said something about that the uh, 76ers were not necessarily trying to trade him. And Harden says that uh, uh, Maury, the G GM, is lying. Uh, you know, uh, Daryl Maury says he's lying. And so, you know, who knows? I think he'll be traded at some point. Well, and remember, remember about keep in mind, when, when Harden made these comments, remember, uh, Daryl Morey would be the one, and I'm mean, going to have to go through all this, but he's the one that, you know, had the issues with, with some of the stuff in China uh, going oh, yeah. on. And that's where James Harden was when he made these comments was in China. Yeah, oh. yeah and James James Harden, what happened, Daryl Morey's deal was back, it was about, he defended Hong Kong back when all that was going on, the protests, and, and they blocked out the Rockets games. And Daryl Morey has been on the big James Harden bandwagon a lot over the years. He has, yeah, that, he's really done a lot for James Harden, in all fairness. Yeah, and yeah, well, remember, remember uh, when James Harden uh, was traded from Oklahoma City to Houston, who was the GM? It was Daryl Morey. Right, so, yep. Uh, um, no, I tell you, I don't know if anybody in the NBA would want this guy on their team. It seems like he's caused drama everywhere he's been. So and his performance has gone and his performance has gone down over the last couple of years too. He's yeah, getting older. He's getting older. I, I, now. Yep. I don't know if anybody's going to want him to tell you. Yeah, thing. we'll see what happens. And he's making thirty-five mil this year. Thirty-five million. Yeah. Boy, that, I, I think I think though, if I were paid thirty-five mil a year, I could live on that. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I could, right, well, I could buy the legend. 
We have time. <laughs> we have time to get to some players who don't make anywhere near that amount of money, and that's, that's NHL true. players because they don't have a big TV deal. So that's the way it goes. Yeah. David Krejci re- retired yesterday from the Bruins. He uh, Bergeron, uh, as we know, is already gone. We had that, uh, and so they they lost two centers on that deal. Uh, he played for 16 seasons with the Bruins, drafted in 2004 with the 63rd pick, so quite a pick, fifth in assist and ninth in points for the Bruins all time. He's uh, 37 years old. Uh, Krejci had eight, 786 points overall. And uh, Milan Luch, you know, some of the people that are coming in, they're bringing in a lot of veterans. Now, I don't know. You know, they've, they've, they're losing veterans. They're bringing in veterans. And these are some of the signings we didn't get to cover the last few weeks. So things were, were going crazy. M- M- Milan Lucic is coming back to the Bruins. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk is going to be there. James Van Riemsdyk also yep. with the Bruins. So they have some vet- veteran presence, and that's good. But uh, they're not going to be the team they were last year, that's for yeah. sure. But they, they want to be a better team in the playoffs, and maybe that'll be maybe they'll have more grit or something. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, forward, went to Nashville four years for $18 million. See, this is a big yep. signing in hockey. You know, and that's a chump change in these other sports. Right. Gustav Nyquist, two years for six point three seven to Nashville. Uh, Matt Duchesne to Dallas, one for three. Uh, he's a center. Then we had uh, Blake Wheeler, one year for 800000 to the Rangers. Uh-huh. And then Jonathan Quick, uh, the goalie, to the Rangers, $1 million for 825000 Now, he's at the end of his career. You can understand that. There's some incentives in there for him. but you And know, he's, he's, he's going to be their backup anyway. He's definitely so. the backup, yep. Yeah. Uh, Max Pacioretty to Washington, two uh uh, two millions for next year with incentives, and he's uh, he had a t- coming off a torn Achilles last year, yeah, and right. Andre Kopitar two years for fourteen million last, and he's one of the last two. Uh, he's going to be the captain of the Kings again, and he's one yep. of the last two players that to, to be on Kings uh, Stanley Cup teams. So um, you know, and uh, we we had some other NHL news earlier, but those are the ones that we didn't give you from like around the first of July when it all broke. But everything in the NBA was breaking. We were off for three weeks, et cetera, et cetera. So we yeah. finally got the NHL caught up. And uh, Robert, while we have a minute or two, uh, you listen to the NHL Network, and I don't. What are people thinking about the general lay of the land as we go in uh, into training camp uh, about a month from now? Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they think Detroit's going to be improved. They think Montreal will be better. Uh, they're not sure what uh, how Boston's going to shape out with the two retirements, uh, you know, and, and bringing in all these veteran players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they think the Rangers will be okay. Uh, they're not really sure on what's happening with the Islanders. That's just some of the things in the East. We know Philadelphia is rebuilding and Columbus and people like that. So um, in the West, it, you know, uh, it's uh, probably going to be status quo. We know who the rebuilding teams are. Uh, and uh, Vegas, Vegas is definitely favored to repeat. Uh, uh, they didn't lose anybody real important. The, the most significant loss for them was Riley Smith. But uh, with their death, they can replace him with no issue. And they only lost him because of salary cap issues. Uh, it's not like they wanted to trade him away. So, uh if hockey season were to start today, Las Vegas would be the prohibitive favorite to repeat as and, and maybe the what the Rangers in the East might be the the best pick. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, Pittsburgh maybe. made an improvement, though, getting that defenseman there from the Sharks yeah, last no, week, didn't they? Uh, no, Pittsburgh would definitely be up there. The Rangers would be up there. 
Um, maybe the Bruins, maybe not. We'll see. Maybe not. We'll yeah. just have to wait and see. So yep. uh, that, that's kind of how hockey looks on August 15th. We'll see yep. what happens okay. when, uh, when it gets closer to October 12th or 11th. That's right. 100 degrees okay. in this hockey. Yeah, that's absolutely. <laughs> All right. So I guess and with, and with that, it is time to wrap it up. up. Yeah. Okay. Next week. All right, well, folks, uh, come on back. Uh, next week we have more details on the Sage Steel lawsuit also. And don't forget, download the podcast where you can get your podcast. Hit us up at sportsnines at allthingsradio.net or 800-693-0595, option two. And Book Talk with Jenny Sparks, Nolan Crab coming up next for those of you listening live. So see you next week. We are out of here.